And a very good Monday morning, afternoon, evening, everyone. Joe Beningo back with you again, the O The Pain podcast. It is Monday. It is February 12th. It is 2024. It's actually the real uh, Abraham Lincoln's birthday. Anyway, uh, and the Joe Beningo The Pain podcast, of course, brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company, by Anita Discount Tire, and our friends at DraftKings. Well, Super Bowl 58 is now in the books, and the Kansas City Chiefs have done it again. Uh, they become the first team since the 0304 Patriots to win back-to-back Super Bowls. Really, uh, a game that started out a little slow in the first half. It was 10-3 at halftime with the Niners in the lead. But this game really picked up and turned into a classic with the uh, Chiefs winning it in overtime. Patrick Mahomes leading that uh, 75-yard touchdown drive, hitting, of course, the former Jet McCole Hardman. Why not? for the uh, game-winning touchdown at the end. Auburn didn't even know he won the game at that point, but whatever. And the Chiefs go on to win their third Super Bowl in the last four years. And, you know, look, we'll start with this. You know, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, say whatever you want. I understand that he's still four Super Bowls away from the seven Tom Brady won and, you know, Montana won four and Terry Bradshaw won four and on and on and on. This guy's up there now. I mean, he has moved now into the pantheon of the greatest of the great quarterbacks of all time. I mean, I I don't think there's any question about it. And look, I mean, you know, you can make a case he's the best. He's the best ever, and he's only 28 years old. He's got another minimum 10 years to go as long as he stays healthy. And God knows how many they're going to rack up when all is said and done. And you know, it looks like the whole band is going to come back, Nick. We'll see if Chris Jones comes back in next year next year or not. But you got to think now. And I thought Kelsey might retire after this game, but uh, he wants to come back and win that third straight Super Bowl, which nobody else has ever done. Obviously, teams have been to three in a row. The Bills went to four in a row, even though they lost them all. The Dolphins from 1971 to 1973 went to three straight. The Patriots, 16, 17, and 18 went to three straight. But nobody has won three in a row. So uh, we'll see if this Chief team can do this uh, coming back next year. But, you know, what a performance by Mahomes with this, with, the, with the game on the line. And to me, if you look back, if you're a San Francisco 49er fan today, and this is a brutal loss for the Niners, Kyle Shanahan now losing his second Super Bowl to the Chiefs in the last five years. Uh, and he's getting criticized, I'm sure, all over the place this morning for not kicking – kicking the ball to Kansas City to start the overtime, you know, uh, putting the ball in Mahomes' hands to end the game, which you don't really (laughs) ever want to do. But to me, two big plays really killed San Francisco in this game. They had a great defensive game plan. Steve Wilkes, their defense played great. They were confusing Mahomes in the first half. You could see he was out of sorts. The Chiefs had a couple big turnovers. That fumble by Pacheco on the nine-yard line after uh, Mahomes – had uh, hit, and I forget, it was it McKinnon that he hit for that big play for about 50 yards. And then the next play, Pacheco fumbled it uh, inside the 10-yard line. That was a huge play in the game. Mahomes also threw a bad interception later on as well. The United defense were putting a lot of pressure on him. They were confusing him. They were get to, getting to him. The secondary was, the coverage was outstanding and all of that. But even with all that said, The Chiefs were only down 10-3 at halftime. Uh, A lot of that is because the Chief defense continues under Steve Spagnola to just be phenomenal. And now Spagnola has done something that no other coordinator has ever done. He's won four Super Bowls. Remember, he won that one with the Giants 
when they beat the undefeated Patriots back at the end of the old, old, uh, 2007 season. And he's now won three with Kansas City. So, And I've said this before about Spagnola. He's in that pantheon of the all-time great defensive coordinators. Bill Onsbarger back with the no-name defense with Miami. Obviously, Belichick in his years with the Giants uh, with Parcells. Buddy Ryan with the Bears in the 80s, the 85 Bears under Mike Ditka. And now you got to put Spagnola squarely in that category. He might be the best of all. But uh, anyway, uh, the defense was playing was playing great for Kansas City. Again, Ladarius Sneed, Chris Jones, Willie Gay, Nick Bolton, uh, McDuffie, who had a terrific game. Uh, just to go right on down the line for the chief defense. And the fact that it was only 10-3 at halftime for the Niners, you had to be a little concerned about that. But this game, to me, two big mistakes San Francisco made that really, in my mind, ultimately cost them the game. The first one, with the Chiefs trailing 10-6 to and really doing nothing offensively, and we talked about that. You know, at this point, Travis Kelsey wasn't doing anything. They were doing a great job, you know, shutting Pacheco down, running the football. They had all kinds of pressure on Mahomes. They were all over him, you know, in the first, you know, first half into early into the second quarter and all a second half and all of that. But two monster plays. The first one, again, with the Chiefs trailing 10 to 6, a muff punt that hit off the leg of one of the 49er uh, special teams players. And the return man for the Niners was trying to recover it. He should have just fell on the ball. He tried to pick it up and run with it. And he didn't come up with the ball. The Chiefs recovered uh, inside the 10-yard line. The very next play, Mahomes to uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling for the touchdown to put him ahead 13-10. to 10. So that was one very big play. Now the Niners, and Brock Purdy played it terrific. Give Brock Purdy credit. I thought he had an outstanding game yesterday. Uh, Jennings had a big game as well for San Francisco. Threw a touchdown pass. That touchdown pass to McCaffrey on that kind of flea flicker type play in the first half. And then, of course, the uh, touchdown catch on that beautiful drive by Purdy and the Niners to put San Francisco ahead 17-13 in this game. Uh, or Well, I shouldn't say 17-13 because it put him ahead 16-13, and that led to the next big play that hurt the Niners, and that was the mixed extra point by the kicker, Moody. The extra point was blocked, so instead of it being 17-13 San Francisco, it was 16-13, and that really opened the door up uh, for uh, for Kansas City uh, to wind up to really get themselves in position where they could tie the game in regulation on uh, on Buckner's field goals. And how good a kicker is Harrison Buckner? Made four field goals yesterday, including that 57-yarder, which I believe is the all-time record uh, for uh, longest field goal in the Super Bowl history. So he had a tremendous game. But that really set it up. And the score was tied at that point. The Niners did take the lead again on a field goal, 1916. Moody did actually hit two uh, 50-plus-yard field goals. But then the final drive in regulation, and Mahomes does it again. One of the big plays in that drive was a big first down conversion for about 25 yards to Travis Kelsey, who actually made some big catches in this game as the game went on. So, And uh, it set up. They didn't get the touchdown there, but it set up Buckner for the game-tying field goal that sent it into overtime. It was 19-19 at that point in the game. And then, of course, uh, uh, the ill-fated decision by Kyle Shanahan to uh, take the football instead of kicking off there. 
And, uh, and and of course, what happens there? That's that's very cool. My wife showed me very interesting picture here. But uh, nevertheless, um, the the this decision by Shanahan to take the football and the Niners drive. I mean, it looked like the Niners had a very long drive, about an eight minute drive. Unfortunately for them, it only ended in a field goal, and the Niners took the lead, twenty two nineteen, setting it up now for Mahomes. <clears throat> to drive the ball down to either tie the game with a field goal or to win it. And just a tremendous drive by Mahomes. I mean, you know, he was Patrick Mahomes at this point. Well, really was not going to allow the chiefs to lose. And they had that big fourth down conversion where Mahomes ran for the first down for about five yards. I said to my wife at that point, I said on that fourth down play, I said, Mahomes has got to run the ball here. And he did. And he got the first down. Remember, he had another. He had a big pass to Kelsey for a third down conversion on that drive, and had that big run for about twenty yards that really uh, set the Chiefs up. And then, of course, the game-winning touchdown pass to McCall Hardman. McCall Hardman, and, and let me say this, okay? So the Jets had him earlier in the year. He did nothing for. The, he did nothing. Couldn't even get out of the field. They wound up trading him to the Chiefs back to where, of course, he was originally in Kansas City. He was on the Chiefs' first Super Bowl winning team in 2019. They trade him to the Chiefs, and he did nothing for the Chiefs this year. I, mean, you, uh, I watched a lot of Chief games. I mean, he had some bad moments. Maybe not as bad as Ladarius Tony, but he had some bad moments for Kansas City. And wouldn't that be just like the Jets, that Hardman turns out to get the game-winning touchdown in overtime, walk-off game-winning touchdown to win Super Bowl 58. Unbelievable. And how about the fact, this is funny, too, how about the fact that he didn't even realize he won the game? He said he blacked out. He caught the pass. Didn't even realize the game was over. He didn't know it until uh, <clears throat> Mahomes is jumping on him saying, you know, what's going on? We just won the Super Bowl. <laughs> so I thought that was very interesting. But, yeah, wouldn't it be just like the Jets that McCall Hardman would wind up with the football in his hands to win uh, Super Bowl 58? But, uh, hey, look. Give the give the uh, the Chiefs credit. They're one of the great teams of all time, isn't it? Funny, you know, this is funny. I remember going back, and we're going back 20, 25 years now. And they talked about free agency in the NFL, and how with free agency now, and with the salary cap the way it is, that we would never ever see dynasties anymore in pro football. That those days were over, basically because of the salary cap. Well, that couldn't have been, you know. Uh, put to bed more than what the uh, the Patriots did, you know, with uh, with Belichick and Brady going to nine Super Bowls, winning six, all those AFC championship games and division titles they won. And now it's even be, been accentuated more by what the Chiefs have done. Six straight AFC title games for them, four Super Bowl appearances in the last five years, three Super Bowl championships, Two in a row now for them. I mean, we go from one dynasty to another. And it's really all about the dynasty right now. It's all about two things. It comes down to this. It comes down to the coach and it comes down to the quarterback. And if you got a big-time coach and you got a big-time quarterback like Belichick had with Brady, like Reed has now with Mahomes, that's all you need. I mean, right? Now, the Chiefs have put together, and again, I give Spagnola great credit, one of the best defenses in football. Now, the Niner defense was great yesterday, too. Remember, they were run on. Niner defense didn't play great in the two playoff games they won against the Packers and, uh, 
against the Lions. I mean, both teams were able to run the ball on them, and they were fortunate to come to win, you know, both of those games in, in, in the divisional round and in the NFC championship game. But their defense really played well yesterday. Remember, they lost Dre Greenlaw early in the game to an Achilles injury, a non-contact Achilles injury. So that was a big hit, one of their best defensive players. But still, they played very well defensively. Give Steve Wilkes, Steve Wilkes a lot of credit for the game plan he had against Mahomes and all that. But it really comes down to that. You can have a dynasty as long as you got the great coach and the great quarterback. And, and these two teams have two of the best of all time. I mean, in Brady and Mahomes, and obviously now in uh, Belichick and Andy Reid. Uh, just, you know, really unbelievable. And how about this, too, with the Chiefs, right? And, and remember, the Chiefs were left for dead. Remember on Christmas Day, they had a very bad loss at home to the Raiders, right? The Raiders came in and beat them up pretty bad. They really shut down Mahomes, uh, did a great job on him defensively. And everybody thought, that's it. The Chiefs are going to be left for dead. Okay, they'll win the division, big deal. But they're not going anywhere. And then they proved everybody wrong. They beat the Dolphins in that uh, 30 below the, uh, freezing game in Kansas City uh, in the wild card round. Then they said, well, Mahomes has never played a playoff game on the road, right? Never did that. They were underdogs in Buffalo. They beat the Bills in Buffalo. Then they were underdogs in the AFC Championship game to the Ravens. The Ravens are the best team in football. Lamar Jackson's the MVP. On and on and on and on. They go into Baltimore. Spagnola and his defense shut down Lamar and the Ravens. <clears throat> they win that game 17-10. And then, somehow, some way, the odds makers had the Chiefs underdogs again. They were two-point underdogs against the Niners. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And you heard, you heard Mahomes talk about this during the playoffs, and he even said it yesterday after the game. How upset they were that they kept making them underdogs. How the hell do you do that? When you got that guy a quarterback, he's not he can't be an underdog to anything or anybody. I mean, let, you know, let's be honest about it. And they got the job done again yesterday. And how about me? I said all week I was saying, you can't make this up. I should have bet this, but it would, probably wouldn't have happened if I did. All week I was saying, who do you like in this game, Joe? I like the Chiefs and the under. And the Chiefs were getting two. And the over-under was 47 and a half, right? Well, what was the under? What, what was the point total? 47. How about that? <laughs> so if you bet the under, you cover, you won by a half a point. Think about that. And, of course, the Chiefs were getting two points. They won the game, obviously, outright. How how how, cre- how great. You know, not enough is said, and we do talk about this sometimes, but not enough is said, not enough credit is given to the odds makers in Vegas because these guys, they are dead on more often than not with the spreads. And they were right on the money with this, with the over-under, 47, and it was 47 and a half. So, Beningo, and I never took, let me, believe me, there is nobody that, that doesn't toot his own less than me. I, I You know, and that's not my deal. But I had a very good year picking games, and I was right. The Chiefs and the under. So if you listen to me and you bet that, you know what? You won. Okay, you won. You know, what else can I say? You won. So any, any, so anyway. But any, every now and then I'm right. And how about the fact too? How about think about this too? Right? Remember when Tyreek Hill left to go to Miami? 
And everybody said, oh, the Chiefs, I mean, they, they're not going to win now without Tyreek. Well, since Tyreek has left, they've now won two Super Bowls without him. And uh, Tyreek, even though they've made the playoffs a couple of years in Miami, is not exactly won much. I'll say that. So let me say whatever you want. Whatever you want to say. And that just shows the greatness of Mahomes, right? Even though they dropped so many passes this year during the year, even though, you know, Travis Kelsey didn't have his best year because obviously he was distracted by some other things, right? As I always <laughs> say, the immortal uh, poisse, poisse, and you can figure out what that is, but I'm saying I'm saying it in the French vernacular, okay? I'm not saying it in the street twang of the United States. I'm saying it in the classy way the French would say it, and that's poisse, poisse, and that poisse can really, you know, distract you, as we all know, as all men know, okay? We know to deal with that. So anyway, so I think that kind of distracted Kelsey during the year. I really do. But he was huge in the playoffs. He had a big game against Buffalo. Remember, he caught two touchdown passes against the Bills. He had that monster game two weeks ago against Baltimore where he caught 11 passes for over 100 yards and a touchdown. And even though he started out very slow, and how about him? How about this tool yesterday with Kelsey? Well, let's be honest. He's one of the all-time great tight ends. He's a first ballot walk-in Hall of Famer. Uh, you can make a case that he might be the best tight end of all time. He's certainly in the conversation. There's no doubt about it. I mean, no question about that. You know, you can put him in that group. He's in there with Mike Ditka and John Mackey and David Casper and, and, and Kellen Winslow and Tony Gonzalez and Rob Gronkowski, all the great tight ends of all time. My all-time favorite, Mark Bavaro of the Giants, who doesn't get the credit he deserves. He should be a Hall of Famer, too. But be that as it may, he's right. Kelsey's right there. He may be the best of all. You know, as a pure receiver, he might be better than anybody. But he really came on in this game, had a big game for the, and a lot of big catches as the game went on for the Chiefs. But what was that? What was he doing on the sideline yelling at Andy Reid early in the game? He almost knocked him over. He basically, remember we saw this during the year. Remember when he had a little temper tantrum? I think it was in that game against the Raiders as well when he kind of threw his helmet down and got all ticked off. I mean, he gets in Andy Reid's face. I thought he was going to hurt him. What was that? Right? What the hell are you doing, Travis? Come on. And obviously, to me, he was upset because he wasn't getting the ball. There was one play there where he was open, and you could see he was just ticked off. Why didn't he throw the freaking ball to me? So we did see that with Kelsey during the game. But, you know, as things, they still worked out when all is said and done. And he's a, let's be honest. I mean, he's a little bit of an ass. I mean, after the game, he's on the podium with Nance, and he's singing Viva Las Vegas, you know, the old Elvis Presley song. It wasn't bad, you know. Viva Las Vegas, you know that, you know. Viva, I won't continue. I was doing a little Neil Diamond before the show. My wife hates this song by Neil Diamond. Uh, I am, I said. It actually was on one of the commercials last night. By the way, the commercials were terrible. I mean, how bad, how bad would he's come? Most of them, I didn't even understand what the hell was going on. I got to tell you, I don't know. No one understood. I mean, I had my daughter was here. Aaron was here. And she's, you know, she didn't even know what the hell was happening. I mean, what's going on in these companies? I had no idea. But getting back to, uh, uh, getting back to Kelsey. Yeah. And then after, of course, he does his thing, you know, you know, I reserve my right to party. You know what I mean? And he's getting oh, a smooch. Yeah. He's getting a smooch on, uh, you know, after the game from, uh, from Taylor. And by, let me say that. Tay Tay, I want to name. Anyway. And let me ask you this too. And, and the usher and this halftime show was fine. I mean, you know, it's not 
you know, not not my genre of music and anything, but the, you know, it was it was certainly a big extravaganza. And you know, I know my 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 daughter liked it, my granddaughter, they thought it was good and all of that, right? And Usher can dance, I'll say that. Boy, if I boy, and for a guy that likes to dance and thinks he can dance a little bit, which which I do, I mean, this guy can dance. I mean, you know, maybe he's not quite Michael Jackson, but he's right there. I mean, I I, I envy that. You know, I have to say. And he does look a lot better than me with his shirt off, but <laughs> never, nevertheless, no big surprise there. <clears throat> but anyway, but he really can't. But anyway, the whole, but my point is, that, so, so here's Taylor Swift. And in all due respect to Usher and Alicia Keys and all the different people that would air it for the halftime show. I don't know who half of these other people oh, were. Oh, little, little John, all these guys, whoever, right? All due respect. So all year, right? All year, Taylor Swift is all over the NFL. She's all over the Chief games. Every Chief game, there she is. She's up in the booth and with her girlfriends. I don't know why. I didn't see Mahomes' wife up there with them yesterday. I don't know why. I don't know where she was sitting. You saw her after the game walking around with the kids and, and Patrick and all that. But I don't know why we didn't see her during the game. But whatever. But you saw Taylor. By the way, the overrun, I couldn't believe this. The overrun, the Kenny Scarabaggio, who knows basically everything, <laughs> told me the over-under for how many times they were going to show Taylor Swift during the game was four and a half? What? I mean, she shattered the over. I think she, we saw her about, just during the game itself, at least eight times. I think it was at least eight. Might have been more than that. But getting back to that. So Taylor Swift is all year, right? She can't do the halftime show? Seriously? You think maybe next year if she's still with Kelsey and who knows? I mean, I have to... I'm, you know, maybe the Chiefs will be back. Maybe they're not. Don't count on the Jets being there. Isn't it great that the Jets were in their car? Not that it matters, but, you know, where are we going? Let's be real. But anyway, anyway, you think maybe they could have got Taylor Swift to maybe, I know it's completely different kind of music. You couldn't get her down there to do a song? Really? I, I, that kind of made no sense to me. But anyway, but we'll see what happens. But I, Kelsey, Kelsey has great, he's all, like I said, First ballot, walk-in Hall of Famer. Him and his brother are both first ballot Hall of Famers. Um, you know, Jason is retired now from the Eagles. But really, I mean, he is kind of an ass. All right, let's get our sponsors in here. The Hackensack Brewing Company will let you know when the next live podcast will be. Uh, probably sometime right before baseball starts in the spring. Located 10 minutes off the GW Bridge, less than 30 seconds. Uh, or Fruit 4 in beautiful Who Needs a House out in Hackensack. Tap rooms open 4.30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 Sunday, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackenstack, right behind the tombstones. Go see Jones, Mike Jones. Uh, go see everybody over there, TJ, the entire group, Andre, uh, the whole group over there, the whole Mishpoka. Go check them out. We'll let you know. Don't forget to try my Oda Payne beer when you're there, too. We'll let you know the next time we do the live podcast at the Brewing Company. Also, uh, Anita Discount Tire, located in Rivervale, New Jersey. You know that on Westwood Avenue. Go check them out. See my son, Johnny. Uh, see his boss, Harry. Everybody, Rob over there. Uh, you need work done on your car. You need tires. Whatever you need. Any automotive needs, whatever it is, they'll even inspect your car for them. Uh, Westwood Avenue, beautiful Rivervale, New Jersey. Go check it out. Uh, Anita Discount Tire. Tell them I sent you. And, of course, last but not least, DraftKings. Um I hope you did well with all your bets yesterday on DraftKings. Uh, just don't forget, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
or visit www.sot1800gambler.net. In New York, you can call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Check it out. DraftKings, anything you want to bet on. Obviously, football's over. You want to bet now on the NBA. You want to bet on the NHL. You want to bet on college basketball. Whatever you want to bet on, uh, you you know, women's college basketball, UConn losing yesterday to number one South Carolina. They lost by 18 down in Columbia yesterday. Uh, nevertheless, if you watch that game. But um, whatever you want to bet on, uh, DraftKings, of course, is the way to go. All right. Beningo, the Oda Payne podcast. So where do we go now? Football's over, right? It's all done. I can't get into the combines. Uh, obviously, free agency. I'm not sure when free agency starts. Sometime in March. At uh, the end of April, we'll have the NFL draft and all of that. But it is kind of withdrawal now. Yeah, we got the NBA. We got the Knicks as a good team. Be nice if they got Randall and Ananobi back. That would be good. But nevertheless, you know, Knicks have been good. The Rangers are good. You know, no doubt. And uh, we'll get into that. But still a long way to go until uh, the season really starts, which is in the playoffs. Uh, Pitchers and catches have arrived now down in Florida. So we got that going right now. By the way, let me just one thing about about that, about the baseball. Is there some kind of collusion going on? How many? Why is it that Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, uh, Cody Bellinger, J.D. Martinez, why are these guys still haven't signed with anybody? Can you ask me that? Is there a little... A little mini collusion. Now, you have guys that signed. I mean, I understand that. You know, we've seen guys sign, you know, the big Soto trade with the Yankees and all that, but that was a trade. What's going on with that? What's going on? Why are there so many still big-name free agents out there that haven't signed and we're already into the second week of February? Remember the owners? Remember going back, what was it, in the 80s, I guess it was, when they had the out-and-out collusion and they wouldn't sign anybody. And remember, the owners had to pay dearly for that. They had to pay the Players Association a ton of money when they were found guilty of collusion. Is there something going on with that again? Why these guys, why why big name guys like that are not signing? I, I don't get it. I mean, why haven't the Yankees? I mean, look, forget the Mets. I mean, they should sign, they should be signing JV Martinez, but you know, they were all ready to go with Mark Vientos as a DH. What a disgrace. But you know. You know, we thought the Wilpons were gone, but nevertheless, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll leave that alone for now. But it, it's almost like there is a little collusion going on in Major League Baseball. Just a thought. You keep that in mind as we uh, get into pitches and catches now about why some of these big-name guys, spe- specifically Snell and Bellinger, guys like that have not signed yet. It just uh, doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but, you know, then, then not much does. Anyway. Just getting back to football. So Patrick Mahomes, as I said, has really ascended into the pantheon of the all-time great. So here's the guy. I'm going to give you now, not that it, it, this this means nothing, but I'll give you, here's my top five quarterbacks of all time now. My top five, and in no particular order, all right? You got Brady. You got Peyton Manning. You got, obviously, Mahomes is in this group now. You got John Elway. And you got Joe Montana. To me, those are the five greatest quarterbacks of all time. In all due respect to Terry Bradshaw, to Roger Storback, to Dan Marino, to Bart Starr, and all Troy Aikman, in all due respect 
to all these great quarterbacks, you know, that, that have won over the years, okay? And a Hall of Famers and all of that, you know, just some of the really all-time greats. You know, obviously, Kenny, Kenny Stabler was one of my all-time favorite quarterbacks, obviously, Namath and all these guys. But to me, the top five quarterbacks now are the guys I said. And it's no particular order. You know, everybody says Brady's the GOAT. Well, I'll tell you right now, uh, Mahomes is giving him a run for his money for the GOAT. You know, but it's, again, Brady, Peyton Manning, Patrick Mahomes, John Elway, the great John Elway doesn't get enough credit. And, uh, of course, Joe Montana, who won four Super Bowls. So, um, you know, and remember this, only Brady won seven, as we know, six with the Patriots, the one with Tampa. Only two other guys have won four, and that's Montana and Terry Bradshaw. So keep that in mind. But it looks like uh, uh, Mr. Mahomes is on his way past four Super Bowl championships very, very quickly. Again, he's only 28 years old. And God knows where Patrick Mahomes goes from here. And we'll see. We'll see if the Chiefs can keep Chris Jones. We'll see if they can basically, you know, keep everybody back for another run to try to become the first team in history uh, to win three consecutive Super Bowls. Again, great game. 25-22 to final score. Super Bowl 58 in Vegas. The Chiefs win in overtime. Patrick Mahomes getting his third Super Bowl MVP. Uh, I guess only uh, Brady's won more. I'm not even sure how many Brady's. He's got five, something like that. I'm not even sure how many he's got. I think he's got five. But uh, Mahomes getting his third Super Bowl MVP. How could he not? Everybody, enjoy your week. Watch out for the uh, big snowstorm we're supposed to get here in the metropolitan area tomorrow. Uh, But enjoy your week. And uh, you'll get ready for the withdrawal now with no football. God bless. God bless America. And, of course, all. The love.